the life book of Baghdad revealed in the Bible. The city of Baghdad reminds us of many famous tales written anciently on it. Geographically this city brings to light the ruins and remnants of many ancient civilizations. This city adores a special prominence among the great cities of the world. History reveals to us that this city has a place before 5000 years BC the history thus started eons ago even today has a place in this 21st century. You may pose a question that what is the need for me to make a note on the history of Baghdad though I am an Indian. The reason is I would like to bring to your notice some interesting facts, which the world has not analyzed till today but to know these facts you have to read the entire book. Today Bible has been the largest read and published book worldwide with the advent of Johannes Gutenberg. The majority of the world's population has faith in the Bible as not just a religious book but the facts mentioned in it have the authenticity which cannot be disproved by any person in the world. The Bible is accepted worldwide because the cities, civilizations, kingdoms mentioned in it cannot be denied as they have historical and geographical evidences. I want to expose some mind-blowing and flabbergasting concepts from the Bible regarding the life book and future of Baghdad. Bible has been the only book, which revealed the facts regarding the origin of the universe, its destruction, and many more. The origin of the human race on earth has been correlated with the history of Baghdad. This city has been in news with burning issues for the past 15 years which created chaos in the entire world destructing the economy of most countries with great wars fought for years. Baghdad is one of the five oil exporting countries with oil treasures beneath it, standing as the capital city of Iraq. This city once, which glittered with prosperity, is now being bombarded with man-made bombs and suicide bombs. No book in the world has analyzed this tragedy except the Bible. For generations, the Bible is being read only with religious intent but was never searched with a truth-seeking look. Bible has to be taught to children worldwide from their kindergarten to graduation level because it proves its genuineness among all walks of modern advancements. Religious fanatics have incorporated the Bible as one among other religious books and disguised the facts of the future world mentioned in it to mankind. Hence I bring forth before you the omnipresence of God in the life book of Baghdad revealed with a challenging note. There are four important corners to the entire universe, where the east is the most important and the primary one. The rising sun teaches mankind all other directions and gives light and knowledge is known as the east. East defines many ideologies, which are clearly stated in the Bible. If we go through the Bible, there is a particular incident written in the New Testament regarding the birth of Jesus Christ and the visit of Magi during the period King Herod. Matthew chapter 2 verses 1 to 9, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Christ was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, For this is what the prophet has written, But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, 
For out of you will come a ruler who will be the shepherd of my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and make a careful search for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me, so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen in the east went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. During the days of Herod, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem saying we have seen his star in the east. During the dawn of the Christian era the wise men from the east have traveled to Jerusalem in search of a historic person through the movement of a star. It has to be carefully noted that the birth of Christ was known to the wise men of east only through the movement of a star which is quite interesting. How could the wise men from the east know the birth of Christ simply watching the moving star? This exhibits their wisdom. These wise men are to be acknowledged for their extraordinary wisdom in calculating the birth of Christ through cosmology when science was still in an embryonic stage. Bible acknowledges the wisdom of the wise men even though God has made foolish the wisdom of the world. Divine knowledge is entirely different from worldly knowledge. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verses 7 to 9. No, we speak of God's secret wisdom a wisdom that has been hidden and that God destined for our glory before time began. None of the rulers of this age understood it, for if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. However, as it is written, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him, but God has revealed it to us by his Spirit. Though the wise men from the east figured out infant Jesus with their little knowledge and presented him their treasures, the men of worldly wisdom ignoring the divine knowledge crucified him after 33 years of his birth. Divine knowledge searched Jesus whereas earthly knowledge crucified him. Now let me explain whether today's mankind has the wisdom of the world or the wisdom of the east. I hope this would ascertain the authenticity of the Bible. Does the world possess mortal knowledge of divine knowledge? Let us start defining the importance of the East mentioned in the Bible to excavate the truths from it. The Lord God formed man and planted a garden eastward in Eden and a river went out of Eden to water the garden and from thence it was parted and became into four heads. The name of the first is Pison and the second river is Jihon and the third is Hidakal and the fourth is the Euphrates. Genesis chapter 2 verses 8 to 14. Now the Lord God had planted a garden in the east, in Eden, and there he put the man he had formed. And the Lord God made all kinds of trees grow out of the ground, trees that were pleasing to the eye and good for food. In the middle of the garden were the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. A river watering the garden flowed from Eden, from there it was separated into four headwaters. The name of the first is the Pishon, it winds through the entire land of Havilah, where there is gold. The gold of that land is good, aromatic resin and onyx are also there. The name of the second river is the Jihon, it winds through the entire land of Cush. The name of the third river is the Tigris, it runs along the east side of Ur. And the fourth river is the Euphrates. According to the present day's geographical evidences Euphrates mentioned in the Bible was once called Furet and Tigris as Hidakal. 
If we go more into the details of these two rivers crucial pieces of evidence could be found regarding the prominence of the Bible. These rivers define the place where God had formed man and gave him Eden as his dwelling place. Even today many historians and archaeologists are unable to identify the exact place of Eden written in the Bible. Few have stated that Eden exists in Africa and some others in Romania. But as a Bible literate I would like to tell all these people that the geographical boundaries and places have been changed when the great flood of Noah has overtaken the earth submerging the great peaks of the world. One thing that could be understood that is two rivers from Eden 1. Euphrates, Furat, 2. Tigris, Hiddekel, has streamed from Eden, which is towards the east. Let us briefly know the details of these two rivers. 1. Euphrates, this river flows through Turkey, Syria, and Iraq into the Persian Gulf after a course of about 2,735 kilometers. This river rises in east-central Turkey near Ilasik. It is formed by the union of the Karasu River, western Euphrates, and the Murat River, eastern Euphrates, both flowing from northeast Turkey. The lengthy southeast course of the Euphrates through Iraq is parallel to that of the Tigris River from which it is never more than 161 kilometers distance. 2. Tigris, this river flows through Turkey and Iraq about 1850 kilometers long, it rises in southeast Turkey in two branches, one south of Lake Hazar and the other southwest of Lake Van. These branches join at Till and the river flows in a winding southeast direction forming the extreme northwest boundary between Syria and Turkey, and passing Dabakir, Mosul, Tikrit, Samarra, and Baghdad. It unites with the Euphrates River at Kuna to form the Sheikh Al Arab, which flows about 193 kilometers to the Persian Gulf. The above explanations regarding the two rivers could be understood at the end of this passage like a blossoming flower, which reveals the wisdom hidden in the Bible. These two rivers' birthplace is situated in Turkey, which belongs to the Asian continent. If Turkey could be the birthplace of these two rivers then it could be undoubtedly stated that Eden must have been somewhere situated near the province of Turkey, which ultimately belongs to Asia, which is an eastern continent. Bible is the great encyclopedia of the entire creation, which gives us the detailed information of everything. But man has ignored this great knowledge and he is in the quest for the earthly knowledge leaving behind the great compendium. Bible has to be taught in all schools and universities worldwide for the veracity of its words spoken by God himself. Knowing this situation God was grieved at his heart for ignoring his words and says this. Romans chapter 1 verses 19 to 23, since what may be known about God is plain to them because God has made it plain to them, for since the creation of the world God's invisible qualities his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made, so that men are without excuse. For although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him, but their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like mortal man and birds and animals and reptiles. When God made man and made him to live towards the east in Eden, 
man with his disobedient behavior caused distress to God which made him to turn angry upon man and to drive him out of Eden. Genesis chapter 3 verse 24, after he drove the man out, he placed on the east side of the garden of Eden cherubim and a flaming sword flashing back and forth to guard the way to the tree of life. God drove them towards eastward and placed cherubim so that they might not enter into Eden again. This clearly states that man was cast off only towards the east and not to any other direction of the earth. Adam and Eve traveling towards east gave birth to their first child Cain. Another important note is that when Cain killed his younger brother Abel God drove him away like a fugitive and vagabond who thus traveled on earth and came to the land of Nod, towards the east of Eden. Genesis chapter 4 verses 11, 12, 14, 16. Now you are under a curse and driven from the ground, which opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you work the ground, it will no longer yield its crops for you. You will be a restless wanderer on the earth. Today you are driving me from the land, and I will be hidden from your presence, I will be a restless wanderer on the earth, and whoever finds me will kill me. So Cain went out from the Lord's presence and lived in the land of Nod, east of Eden. From the above verses it is very clear that Adam traveled from east to east and even Cain too traveled from east to east and thus the generations have multiplied and expanded only towards the eastern direction and not to any other direction of the world. The generations thus expanding reached the mountain ranges of Ararat, which is 16,945 feet above the sea level. From there onwards mankind multiplied and scattered to the lowest places on earth. The generations thus multiplied disobeyed God and they have forgotten the fact that they are children to God and started living according to their own wish, which caused abhorrence in God's mind. Genesis chapter 6, verses 5, 6, 17 to 19. The Lord saw how great man's wickedness on the earth had become, and that every inclination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil all the time. The Lord was grieved that he had made man on the earth and his heart was filled with pain. I am going to bring floodwaters on the earth to destroy all life under the heavens, every creature that has the breath of life in it. Everything on earth will perish. But I will establish my covenant with you, and you will enter the ark, you and your sons and your wife and your sons' wives with you. You are to bring into the ark two of all living creatures, male and female, to keep them alive with you. Due to their disloyalty God washed out all the living creatures in flood waters saving Noah and his family members. Through that great flood the highest mountains on earth were covered with water sweeping away every living creature and even the 29,028 feet Mount Everest was also submerged. Genesis chapter 9 verses 1 and 11 to 13. Then God blessed Noah and his sons, saying to them, Be fruitful and increase in number and fill the earth. I establish my covenant with you, never again will all life be cut off by the waters of a flood, never again will there be a flood to destroy the earth. And God said, This is the sign of the covenant I am making between me and you and every living creature with you, a covenant for all generations to come, I have set my rainbow in the clouds, and it will be the sign of the covenant between me and the earth. When the ark of Noah stood on Mount Ararat, 
Noah and his family members began to multiply into generations. Usually, civilizations flourish only on the banks of rivers and on the coastline. In the same way, the human race started to lead their lives on the coasts of Caspian Sea, Black Sea, Mediterranean Sea, Red Sea, Persian Gulf, etc. Genesis chapter 10 verses 5, 20, 31. From these the maritime peoples spread out into their territories by their clans within their nations, each with its own language. These are the sons of Ham by their clans and languages, in their territories and nations. These are the sons of Shem by their clans and languages, in their territories and nations. People started spreading to countries like Armenia, Turkey, Syria, Iraq, Iran, Saudi Arabia, Jordan, Egypt, Libya, Lebanon, and Israel from Central Asia. When Noah begets Ham, Ham begets Cush and Cush begets Nimrod. This Nimrod began to be a mighty one on earth and was well known for his hunting skill. During his time Babel, Iraq, Akkad, and Kalneth were treated as his kingdoms in the land of Shinar. Genesis chapter 10 verses 6, 8, 10, 22-25. Cush, Mizraim, Put, and Canaan. Cush was the father of Nimrod, who grew to be a mighty warrior on the earth. The first centers of his kingdom were Babylon, Iraq, Akkad, and Kalneh, in Shinar. The sons of Shem, Elam, Ua, Afaxat, Lud, and Aram. The sons of Aram, Uz, Hal, Gether, and Meshch. Afaxat was the father of Shelah, and Shelah the father of Eber. Two sons were born to Eber, one was named Peleg because in his time the earth was divided, his brother was named Jokn. This Nimrod named himself as the mighty warrior and developed kingship and started ruling the people. This was the land, which was denoted as the city of Baghdad as the capital of Iraq. Generations started to flourish from Shem, Ham, and Japheth sons of Noah when the ark stood on Mount Ararat and the surrounding area was called as country of Ararat at the time of Israel kings. 2 Kings chapter 19 verse 37, One day, while he was worshipping in the temple of his god Nisroch, his sons Adramelesh and Sherzah cut him down with the sword, and they escaped to the land of Ararat. And Izahad and his son succeeded him as king. Isaiah chapter 37 verse 38. One day, while he was worshipping in the temple of his god Nisroch, his sons Adramelesh and Sherzah cut him down with the sword, and they escaped to the land of Ararat. And Izahad and his son succeeded him as king. Jeremiah chapter 51 verse 27, Lift up a banner in the land. Blow the trumpet among the nations. Prepare the nations for battle against her, summon against her these kingdoms, Ararat, Mini, and Ashkenaz. Appoint a commander against her, send up horses like a swarm of locusts. The multiplied human race started to have one language among them. Then they thought of building a city and a tower to become famous among them. All these generations settled at the land of Shinar after they have journeyed from the east. Again the same eastern direction is mentioned in the Bible Genesis chapter 11 verses 1 to 4, Now the whole world had one language and a common speech. As men moved eastward, they found a plain in Shinar and settled there. They said to each other, Come. 
Let's make bricks and bake them thoroughly. They used brick instead of stone, and tar for mortar. Then they said, Come, let us build ourselves a city, with a tower that reaches to the heavens, so that we may make a name for ourselves and not be scattered over the face of the whole earth. When these people thought to settle themselves at one place God came down to see them because his will was to scatter the people on the face of the whole earth so he ultimately decided to come down and change their language, that they may not understand one another's speech. Genesis chapter 11 verses 7 to 9. Come, let us go down and confuse their language so they will not understand each other. So the Lord scattered them from there over all the earth and they stopped building the city. That is why it was called Babel, because there the Lord confused the language of the whole world. From there the Lord scattered them over the face of the whole earth. Thus the name of it was called Babel, which is modern Iraq. As mankind turned disobedient even after the great flood God wanted to scatter them and wanted to live on the face of the whole earth which was his will predestined long ago before the birth of the universe. This Babel and its surrounding areas were treated as the disloyal places by God beginning from Babel to Baghdad always defying his ways and creating chaos to the entire world which was ultimately cursed. Iraq is considered to be the major chunk of area streamed by the two great rivers Euphrates and Tigris started in the Garden of Eden as recorded in the Bible. This was the land where the great kingdom of Assyria ruled over 650 BC which was one among the great kingdoms of the world. After this kingdom came another mighty kingdom 550 BC, which was the great Babylonian empire. Persian kingdom succeeded this great empire 450 BC and after that came the Greek empire in 323 B.C and after that came the ferocious Roman empire, which ruled over the entire world and all these facts are recorded in the Bible, which could be quoted as the great concordance to the history of the world. If we once again go into the history of the world the land between the two rivers was once called Mesopotamia. Meso means in the middle of and Potamia means rivers. This Mesopotamia was further changed into Iraq with a length of 438,440 square feet. The mother tongue of Iraq is Arabic and its population is 23.6 million. The capital of Iraq is changed as Baghdad once called Babel. The early human race started first in Turkey and as generations expanded they slowly traveled towards the east in the Asian Minor through the mountain ranges of Ararat. When they became disobedient God even preached them while the ark was preparing in the days of Noah but still, the stubborn-hearted people never heeded the words of God. 1 Peter chapter 3 verse 18 to 20, through whom also he went and preached to the spirits in prison who disobeyed long ago when God waited patiently in the days of Noah while the ark was being built. In it, only a few people, eight in all, were saved through water. God vexed with their deeds decided to wipe out every human being and living creature by saving only members to start a new human race. When the ark stood on Mount Ararat the generations settled in the lower parts of the mountain ranges and started a new life but never changed their hearts in obeying God thus causing the construction of Babel, which irritated God and made them scatter to all parts of the earth through changing their languages. This disobedience in man started from the Garden of Eden reached its peak during the time of Babel. 
the rivers Euphrates and Tigris flowing through Iraq have played a major role in the ruling of Assyria, Babylon, Persia, and Greek kingdoms written in the history of the world. The river Euphrates once called Furat can be seen in the Bible from the following verses. Genesis chapter 2 verse 14, the name of the third river is the Tigris, it runs along the east side of Ur. And the fourth river is the Euphrates. Genesis chapter 15 verse 18, on that day the Lord made a covenant with Abram and said, to your descendants, I give this land, from the river of Egypt to the great river, the Euphrates, Deuteronomy chapter 1 verses 7 to 8, break camp and advance into the hill country of the Amorites, go to all the neighboring peoples in the Arabah, in the mountains, in the western foothills, in the Negev, and along the coast, to the land of the Canaanites and to Lebanon, as far as the great river, the Euphrates. Deuteronomy chapter 11 verse 24, Every place where you set your foot will be yours, your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the Euphrates river to the western sea. Joshua chapter 1 verses 4 and 5, Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon, and from the great river, the Euphrates all the Hittite country to the great sea on the west. 2 Samuel chapter 8 verses 3 and 4, Moreover, David fought Hadad's a son of Rehob, king of Zobah, when he went to restore his control along the Euphrates river. 2 Kings chapter 23 verses 29 and 30, While Josiah was king, Pharaoh Necho king of Egypt went up to the Euphrates river to help the king of Assyria. King Josiah marched out to meet him in battle, but Necho faced him and killed him at Mejdo. 2 Kings chapter 24 verse 7, The king of Egypt did not march out from his own country again, because the king of Babylon had taken all his territory, from their wadi of Egypt to the Euphrates river. 2 Chronicles chapter 35 verses 20 and 21, After all this, when Josiah had set the temple in order, Necho king of Egypt went up to fight at Karchemish on the Euphrates, and Josiah marched out to meet him in battle. Jeremiah chapter 13 verses 4 to 7, Take the belt you bought and are wearing around your waist, and go now to Perit and hide it there in a crevice in the rocks. So I went and hid it at Perit, as the Lord told me. Many days later the Lord said to me, Go now to Perit and get the belt I told you to hide there. Jeremiah chapter 46 verse 2, Concerning Egypt, this is the message against the army of Pharaoh Necho king of Egypt, which was defeated at Karchemish on the Euphrates river by Nebuchadnezzar king of Babylon in the fourth year of Jehoiakim the son of Josiah king of Judah, Revelation chapter 16 verses 12 and 13. The sixth angel poured out his bowl on the great river Euphrates, and its water was dried up to prepare the way for the kings from the east. The river Tigris once called Hiddekel can also be seen in the Bible through the following verses Genesis chapter 2 verse 14. The name of the third river is the Tigris, it runs along the east side of Ur. And the fourth river is the Euphrates. Daniel chapter 10 verses 4 and 5, On the twenty-fourth day of the first month, as I was standing on the bank of the great river, the Tigris, Great civilizations like Assyrian and Sumerian have started in the midst of these two rivers. Archaeologists have found many historical evidences in their excavations done in these areas. 
Mesopotamia, is the modern Iraq with great civilizations and cities built during their time is now called after a part as modern Iraq and the remaining as East Syria. This land was opened to attack from the rivers, the northern and eastern hills, and the Arabian desert and Syrian steppe to the west. Mesopotamia's richness always attracted its neighbors and its history is a pattern of infiltration and invasion. Rainfall is sparse in most of the region, but when irrigated yields heavy crops. In the south, date palms are grown supplying rich food, useful fibers, wood, and fodder. In August 1990 Iraq occupied Kuwait for its oil riches, which resulted in war in 1991 causing the death of 85,000 men. The majority of Iraq's population depends on agriculture producing rice, wheat, dates, cotton, petroleum, etc. that stabilizes their economy. Iraq stood as one among the five oil-producing countries in the world. In January 1998 Saddam declared the Holy War, Jihad, with selfish motto, which deteriorated its economy. With the denial of UNO's commands in creating nuclear weapons, America declared war on Iraq. In March 2003 George W. Bush targeted Saddam and asked him to abandon Iraq, which was refused by Saddam, which caused the American troops to encircle Iraq. Due to the stringent behavior of Saddam main cities, like Baghdad, Umqasa, Tikrit was bombed and ruined. The war ended on 1 May 2003. Scarcity of electricity, water, fuel, scattered over the entire Iraq. Saddam brutally killed his own sons-in-law who opposed him and many others, soldiers. He must be called as the looter of Baghdad who made the land barren with bare necessities. Saddam who ruled for 25 years over the land of Iraq was now bonded with chains and is awaiting the verdict in a sorrowful stage. Both of his sons were brutally killed in the recent war. America captivated him in a top-secret place. As a pleasure-seeking person he delighted himself when he was in power and as a military dictator waged war on Iran and Kuwait, liable for the mass destruction, and he cruelly riveted the Kurds' revolution and caused the grief for two million Iraqis. The majority of the Australian parliament supported the death of Saddam. China also condemned the cruelty of Saddam and even Ishiba. Director General of the Defense Ministry of Japan stated that even though Saddam was jailed the rebels will continue in Iraq and their troops were attacked, he said. Russia stated that Saddam has to be punished by his own Iraqi people. All the countries of the world are showing deep pity for Iraq. Suicide bomb attacks are still going on in Iraq. No country in the world should experience this situation lost everything and everyone Saddam is in dark prison waiting for the verdict of America. Was it a blessing to him? Or a curse to his country? Even the bare necessities, like food, water, medicines are sparse to the children and people of Iraq. Though the whole world aids them the fate of Iraq could never be changed. Many words were prophesied by prophets regarding the fate of Iraq. That is the reason I have named it as the life book of Baghdad.